1: We've been married for 21 years and have seen the fruit from raising our eight kids biblically based on the raw truth found in the Bible.
0: We can no longer let the culture win the hearts of children. Too many children from Christian families are walking away from their faith by age 18. And it doesn't have to be this way, it shouldn't be this way. Join us as we start an important conversation about effective parenting in the following month. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Hey, guys. We're so glad you're here. We're amped about this topic today.
1: This is going to be a slightly different outline. I told Isaac (laughs) when we were planning out, I go, this is kind of like it's an empowering coaching call with Isaac and Angie on family culture. Tell them the title, babe.
0: So build a new family culture this summer. So what is culture? We'll talk about that in a second. But this Mm -hmm. is a huge impact. I mean, when you do this, when you recalibrate, and you meet as a married couple, mm-hmm. and you do these things, we're going to talk about it. Really, can make a massive difference. You may not see it immediately, although some of it. But where you really will see it as you go into the fall, and the fall matters. A lot of people getting homeschool going and all kinds right. of different things.
1: We were even just talking about like the different questions that people have been sending into us because we like to keep the podcast relevant. Yeah, and and really um, going to meet you where you're at in that season of life. And a lot of you guys have been such faithful listeners to the podcast. You've been so awesome at leaving reviews and five-star ratings on iTunes and sharing with people. We appreciate that so much. And so we know that you guys have been faithful listening regularly on Tuesday. So hopefully you're listening to this and you're like, Oh, this is perfect for me right now because yes, the summer is here. And, and if you're not, guess what? You can do this any time of year. Absolutely. Really. Um, But where we are, Right now, we're, it's the beginning of June, and we realize that a lot of people are either trying to decide if they're going to homeschool, or their kids are just getting out of school, and they're going, "Oh wow, my kids are going to be home for the summer," and mm. and maybe at my the kids don't have the closest relationships that you like, or. There's just different things, right? Or
0: you want them to be more obedient or they see character qualities that could be improved. All kinds of different things from a variety of things you'll mm-hmm. discover as you do this process. So yep. uh, by the way, uh, CourageousParenting.com, all the show notes, free resources, and our courses and so forth are there too. So anyways, let's dive in. So, Awesome. We uh, The first thing that's very important when you're Well, let's talk about culture first, because that word sometimes gets misconstrued Mm -hmm. because what you say your family is about is one thing. But what your family actually is about,
1: the attitudes, behaviors,
0: the 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 all those things, that is your culture. Mm -hmm. So it is the ethos of the organization. It's what is it's the unwritten rules, if you will. Um, it's how the behavior actually happens it's the rhythms of communication it's it's all of the things and so if you disrupt that give it a positive disruption by purposefully recalibrating and looking at what is and then what you want and doing something about it it makes a massive difference in your family
1: that's right and you know it was interesting as we were getting started talking about this, just before we shot, one of the things that we talked about when we first started the Courageous Parenting podcast, you guys, I'm talking season one, podcast episode one and two, they are largely about family culture. And I want to, I, I want to share that with you because if you've been listening for a brief period of time, I would encourage you to go back and listen to those first two episodes also along with this to help you, um, because you might find more encouragement in that as well.
0: Isn't that interesting? Just let's take a note on that for a second. I'm glad you brought that up because let's see, God called us to start Courageous Parenting Podcast. Mm -hmm. And in the very beginning, when you have zero audience, you want to capture your audience by doing the most relevant episodes possible in your first few episodes. And we pick vision and Mm -hmm. culture as our first two. That's right. And and w- while we believe that's right, mm-hmm. it's not a intuitive choice. An intuitive choice would be how to get your kids to respect you, how to have more obedient kids,
1: how to get rid of ageism, how to help <laughs> siblings have better relationships and, and your kids to be best friends with each other. And or, we did all
0: those later. Yeah. But the first two are so that's how important this mm-hmm. is. So we're bringing it back uh, with some new twists. Uh, In this episode. And
1: honestly, you guys, you know, if you've been listening to the podcast for any amount of time, you know that we're like digging into scripture and we have some just fresh ideas and things that we're going to talk about. But today, I I really hope that you have pen and paper nearby, or you can listen to this a couple times, or maybe send it to a spouse so that you both hear it, because we're going to give you some steps, actually, some action steps, as we like to call them when we're doing these kinds of things with people and and with our family, right? That are going to help you. To actually be more intentional in the moment as you are proactively moving forward to either recalibrate, right, or to build a new family culture. Maybe you don't have a family culture that you've actually created purposefully, but every family has one, right, Isaac? There's
0: always a culture. You're either purposely improving it or it's digressing naturally. There is no in between. And so, it now.
1: There's either a healthy and, one or an unhealthy and one. And
0: in a marriage, sometimes one of you might think it's better than the other. And so it's really important to talk to each other because if you come to the spouse and you go, well, I really think we need to work on a family culture. They might go, well, I think we have one. But a lot of times we're thinking what we have is good, almost subconsciously compared to maybe others around us. That's not a good thing, but that's kind of naturally what happens Mm -hmm. with people. And that's not what we're talking about. We're going, Mm -hmm. what is best? What could it be? And if we're not working Mm -hmm. on it, then we don't know. And by the way, when you do what we're about to say, you will discover, it'll become more transparent. Now you have to be really honest with yourself when you do this first step. No
1: rose-tinted glasses. It is
0: super important. So not in comparison to other families. Mm -hmm. You don't want to do that. Let's get that out of the way. And then what you want to do is sit down together and talk about what is. What is the actual reality? Not what we would like, not what we think we're good at. What actually is in your family under a number of topics. We'll give you a few here, but you might add to it.
1: That's right. So before we dive into these different topics, we wanted to share a passage of scripture with yes. you guys.
0: So we're going to read from Galatians 5, 22 through 23. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. So important. We want to think about those things. It's just some of the things to kind of evaluate where our family is is at what is your culture related to those mm-hmm. things is there self control is there gentleness
1: right even is there peace in your home in your atmosphere i would say that you know as, especially as kids are coming home from school or maybe you're breaking for the summer if you are i know that for us our family kind of does some different things in the summer months than normal right so the schedule changes But when schedules change or transitions happen, say you're having a baby, right? There's Mm -hmm. another transition. Maybe dad changes jobs or maybe you move um, or just some of the kids come home from school. All of these are transitions that can rock the boat and potentially the peace in the atmosphere of the home can get rocked a bit. Do you know what I mean? And so as the reason why we wanted to bring up this scripture more than anything to you guys is to remind you of what the fruit of the Spirit is. And if we're Mm -hmm. people who are purposefully trying to walk by the Spirit, there should be evidence within our family culture of that because we are the leaders of each of our homes. Mm -hmm. And so if there isn't peace in your home, You got to take ownership over that as a leader and go, how can I influence the peace to come back? Well, it always goes back to coming back to Jesus. Are you washed in the word? Are you focused on him or are you anxious? Are you competitive with neighbors? Are you... Um, competitive Mm -hmm. with other people? Are you stressed out about finances? Are there things that you are um, discontent with, Mm -hmm. if you will? There are so many things that I could literally just like, that could potentially create unrest.
0: So what is the spiritual condition of your home? Mm -hmm. What is the spiritual condition within you, your spouse, your kids? And think about that in terms of What's good? Yes. We don't want to just focus on all the bad. What are the good things? But also what are the things that need to be improved? Maybe mm-hmm. with a couple of the kids or mm-hmm. with yourself or whatever it is and kind of identify those things um, so that you can distill down what are the most important things to work on because you you can't work on everything at once. No. But you do want to be aware of those mm-hmm. things. Uh, which is important.
1: So what what are some of the things that we could, if we were to rattle off a list, this is why I was saying, like maybe potentially having a piece of paper or a journal or even just your your notes section in your on your iPhone or your Android would be helpful. We want to list off some things to get you thinking. This is gonna be like a brainstorming session of what is potentially in your family culture currently. Mm-hmm. Evaluate it. And we're going to go through a list of things. All of these things actually should be evaluated. Right, Isaac? Yeah. And so it's not necessarily just like, oh, that work ethic, that's definitely something our family needs to work on, but I, I, I'm not going to really pay attention. No, we need to evaluate all these things because when we have like a, a concerted effort in a specific time period, like we're, we're, this podcast is building a new family leg- legacy this summer. Or you could even say improving your family legacy this summer. Your family right? culture. Your family culture this summer. And y- if you're doing it in the fall – In the next 12 weeks, during the fall, how could you do something to do a positive disruption like you were talking about? And would that mean bringing on new projects? Well, you can't even get to the what would it look like until you've evaluated this list of what is currently. And it might
0: change even where you uh, vacation, how you vacation, your approach to it this summer, the, the way you set that up. Uh, based on things you need to work right. on as a family.
1: Even just like um, family projects around your house or pro- productive fellowship, helping yeah. other people who maybe have um, pro- property. What, what are ways... like? So so start thinking creatively. We're not going to give you all the answers because everybody has a different situation, but we're going to go through and we're going to list these things, right? So the first one is learning. And I would say that when we say learning, ask the question, Does does my family culture... Love learning. Now learning is not just, some people might automatically go to reading while well, my kids don't like reading or whatever. Um, learning happens many different ways. OK, we're not going to get deep into that. Our previous podcast was on how to cultivate a teachable heart. I would say that learning is part of that. So you should definitely listen to the last week's podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, if you guys are in the Be Courageous app, I have to take a moment. My son, Ethan, who is 11 (laughs) years old, just did a podcast. Right, Isaac, what was it on? It was on cultivating a love for reading.
0: Love for reading. Which he has recently. He was he was a slow start, and he yeah. became really good.
1: We do this like kind of not a game, but it's kind of a contest that we've done with our kids over the years, where they there are certain um, books that also have been made into movies that are appropriate for kids to watch right kind of like how little House is, and that was what we did with our oldest kids like when they would read little house on the prairie then they could watch little house on the prairie and so we've done mm-hmm. that recently with him with some bigger books and he just really started loving it And so anyway he talks about his experience with that and you can listen to those podcasts in the app
0: so what we're talking about right now is looking at what is in your family we mm-hmm. talked about learning spiritual how about family closeness what is the level of family closeness among the siblings, amongst all of you?
1: Yeah. And even just thinking about um, when when you talk about closeness, you could evaluate the trust, right? right? Like, do your kids trust you? Do you have a close relationship where they trust you to come to you? Maybe that's something you need to work on. Or maybe there is a lack of closeness between siblings, specific siblings maybe you have four children and two of them are just not getting along maybe this summer is when you actually have them room together if they're Mm -hmm. the same gender and that's appropriate um you know if you've been listening to our podcast for any length of time you know that isaac and i run towards those situations Mm -hmm. and we kind of group and pair and partner those kids up um another good example of how to do that if you have two kids that are just butting heads and not getting along make them be team members on a project we have dish crew and we've often oftentimes paired up kids that had a harder time working together. That's a great example. You could do that all summer long. You could say, hey, mm-hmm. you're going to do it for a month. And if you guys can't learn to work together, it's going to be all summer.
0: So that's one cooperation in your family. How about work ethic? Yep. How's the work ethic in your family and so forth? How about fun?
1: That's a good thing that's to, an evaluate. Important one to evaluate. Yeah.
0: Do we have fun?
1: I mean, think about like Think for a moment and look back on your childhood. Do you have memories of having fun with your family? I think that there is, like if we love each other and we, we really want to have a culture where and a legacy where our kids mm-hmm. look back and they respect us and they want mm-hmm. to raise their kids like how we raised our kids, part of that is that you take time out to appreciate the hard work that you did together. Yeah. And that you really enjoy having fun together just as much as you enjoy working together, just as much as you enjoy supporting one another and cheering one another on. All these things are important, right?
0: Yeah. How about financial or character qualities? Just all the different character qualities. That's kind of why we started with that scripture. Or right. obedience, you know, to parents. Um,
1: what about even just other character qualities like lying and, mm-hmm. um, If you had like a specific like 12 weeks where you had evaluated something that maybe this kid's struggling with this and this kid's struggling with that, or our family needs to have fun together, for example, Mm -hmm. or our family needs more um, time where we're actually just enjoying each other because this year has been a really hard year and maybe somebody died or, you know, like evaluating and putting a real
0: Mm -hmm.
1: verbal communication to it. This is going to require communication with your spouse, and we're going to talk about that later um, in this podcast. But like, really putting a label on it is super important for, mm-hmm. for this project of actually intentionally engaging your family culture and creating change. Yeah. So y- the goal in this section, when you're going through the what is my culture section, you're going, what are the things that my current culture is and then the next thing we do is?
0: Well, so the second thing is the mo- it's what are the things that are most important to improve? Right. And so you're looking through this. You can't improve everything. Um, but what are the most important things to improve? I did want to add one to what is, which is service and generosity. Yeah. So maybe those are a couple to add. But yeah. once you've looked at what is, what are the most important things to improve? And distill it down. You know, if you come at your family with, we're going to change everything, that usually isn't going to go very well. Mm-hmm. It's you pick a few things, but what are commonalities as you listed out on paper all the different th- things that are what is that you want to improve? What are some of the commonalities? What, are, what is something that you could dr- drive forward with your words over time mm-hmm. that would impact many of those things? So we're looking for a few things. I can think in past, one of them was generosity. Uh, Eagles, not seagulls. These are cultural driving statements Mm -hmm. uh, that we've used that really encompassed many different things, producers versus Versus consumers. consumers. In a consumer world of social media and internet and all these things, we're going to be producers versus consumers. Look at all the production of this happened in the last four years since we started driving that. Mm -hmm. uh, in our family culture, uh, from, in terms of producing content, produces, producing wood shelves, Luke to, you know, all these different things. You can kind of see as you look back, you can look back and it's not that we don't consume. It's just, that's an example of, we did this process. We've done it many times and we analyze what do we want to improve? And then what are the most important things to improve? You might star them or something like that. Yeah. And
1: and I would say too, I just want to encourage you guys, like Isaac said, we do this like reg- like regularly throughout mm-hmm. the year. It's not just a one time a year kind of thing, but we definitely thought that this was important because there is a transition period that hits when the seasons change so drastically, right? There's the good temptation to get outside and, and do more activity, whether mm-hmm. that's working in a garden or playing spike ball in the beach, which is what mm-hmm. our family likes to do. Yeah. Um. But the reality is, is that when there's a transition like that, where even the daylight, you get more daylight because the sun is up earlier and it's up later. And so you have more hours to accomplish things. So it's, we really have this unique opportunity to seize the moment, if you will, and make real change. But like Isaac is saying, you got to take the rose tinted glasses off and evaluate all these different things and go, what is the culture and what do I want it to be? What change needs to happen? And I would say even like probably do a number system and evaluating which ones are most important to you or are not just to you, but can I just say like, what is most important to God? Mm -hmm. If there is a character issue like obedience or trust, or um, if there is a specific sin that Mm -hmm. a child is struggling with, I would even like evaluate those things and go, these are highest priority regarding dealing with them. um, And then putting those at the highest priority.
0: So now you have your most important things prioritized to improve, but still you might, let's say you came up with you know, 10 things to improve, you still want to distill that down because what often happens when people do things like this is they make a great plan that doesn't get executed. And an unexecuted plan just leads to guilt. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to live a guilty life. You don't want to put energy into something that actually doesn't do anything because it's too hard to implement. I'm all for simple implementation. And in order to do that, you can really only drive forward one to three things. So as you look at your list and you think about that, you need to distill it down to one to three core statements or small phrases that you're going to bring meaning to in your family and you're going to never stop talking about. So all summer long, you're going to talk about these things and weave them in. They're going to be part of your family meetings, uh, breakfast or dinner or whenever you do them. They're going to be part of, you know, prepping um, for going somewhere or these kinds of things. It's really important. It can be you can weave it into how you do your vacation and different things this summer. It brings a sense of purpose and focus in your marriage to really influence forward culture. Now, you might think, do simple statements or a few sentences act- repeated over time actually make a difference? Well, let me ask you, does advertising work? Yes. Now, we all think that advertising doesn't work on ourselves, or at least some people think that, but it actually really works, right? I said this in a one other podcast, but don't think pink elephant. And you can't not think about a pink elephant when I say that. It's true. So your words have unbelievable power. I didn't come up with that. That's from a book. but. It has unbelievable power, and especially with your kids. And if you repeat something over and over again over a long period of time, it does influence them. The problem with a lot of leadership with parents and in the business world, actually, is that we're constantly shifting what we talk about. So we don't get traction like we hope to.
1: Mm. Yeah. So it takes patience and we have to be really clear in our communication. So if you are struggling with knowing the right words to use, hopefully this podcast gives you guys some inspiration to be clear. And I just want to encourage you too that, you know, we say this a lot, but kids will rise to the level of responsibility you give them. Um, and that is true as far as instilling some new things. So as you are trying to figure out what you want to do, think out of the box. Think bigger than you might think you would think for your seven-year-old, for example. Um, but the same goes for the words you use. You can use words like vision and culture with your kids When they're four, five, six, and seven. Respect the intelligence that God created them to have and challenge them. This is the time, like if you are building a family culture to start even using that family culture. In in our family culture, we are kind to one another. In our family culture, we don't speak to one another disrespectfully or we don't interrupt, right? Like there, those are some things that you would catch us. Potentially saying to kids under six, right? And then for kids that are middles to preteens, you might hear us saying things like, in our family culture, we get our chores done without having to be asked, right? Or in our family culture, when you see someone needing help, you ask how you can help.
0: Another example that we've done forever is there's a bad word in our family, and it's the word, or two words, I can't. I can't. And it's okay to need help, but it's not okay to say I can't. That vocabulary is usually used in a defeatist attitude. Mm -hmm. And so you can look at at your list. How many things does not not saying I can't impact? Well, it impacts work ethic. It impacts uh, cooperation. It impacts Mm -hmm. Fun because when somebody's saying, I can't, someone else is not having fun. Mm-hmm. The character qualities, all these things, uh, instead of pr- positively, instead of saying, Oh, I can't, positive saying, Can you help me to a sibling? Right. That is also encouraging cooperation and things like that. Which obviously
1: people are not going to ask for help if it's not a muscle that they have exercised, which requires humility, actually. And so there's this level of like, okay, what is the spiritual character quality that God wants us to be intentionally instilling and encouraging in our child, humility, and then what would be the fruit of it walked out that they can ask for help?
0: And so if ever an actual bad word gets said around our kids or media somehow slips out, a modestly bad word, but even still a bad word comes out, I always say bad word because I acknowledge that. That's just a side note. But I do the same when I hear I can't. So what is happening? They're growing up in a way of learning how to ask for help positively, but not having a defeatist attitude mm-hmm. instead of being resilient and resourceful. Right. That is part of our culture. Yeah. And I, that just gives you another example. So the third step, the so first step is what is. Second step is what's most important to improve. And Angie talked about prioritizing that, mm-hmm. which is great. And the third thing is identify the strategy. And we kind of talked mm-hmm. about this a little bit already. But Angie, you got a scripture for us?
1: Yeah. So you guys, you know that we quote from Romans 12, two, exhaustively sometimes. Um, but I was even thinking about this concept where it says here, do not be conformed to this world. First of all, I'm going to stop right there. Isn't it easy for our family culture to become conformed to the world, to the influences that are either unintentionally or intentionally allowed into our home? Um, When you've had your kids either at school or even Sunday school or at a neighbor's house or anywhere, Mm -hmm. they are being influenced and they can be Become somewhat conformed to the influences mm-hmm. of whatever has been there. And then that can change the culture in your family. This is God's word in Romans 12:2 do not be conformed to this world. So we need to evaluate our family culture. Is our family culture conformed to the world? And in what ways specifically is it conformed to the world? Is there too much uh, media happening on phones? Hmm. For example, that would be one example of being too conformed to the patterns of the world. The next part of that verse says, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. This is an ongoing thing. This That's what this is saying. Be transformed by the renewal of your mind. You, it's not a one-time mm-hmm. transformation of the renewal of your mind. This is something that we have to continually do because we as humans get influenced by each other, yeah. by our contacts, by our friends, by our churches, by the things that we listen to, all the things. And so- Right now is the perfect time as you're evaluating your family culture to go, what has influenced me? What is influencing my kids? And we need to spend more time in the Bible and prioritize that it says, by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. God's will for your life is God's will for your life. Are other people's will for you influencing what you're doing in your family culture and how you're raising your family? We need to be aware of that because the truth is, is that God has a will. You have a will. I'm going to just say it. The enemy has a will and the world has a will. And we have to be aware of these influences and our own flesh also and submit that to God and go, Lord, is this your will? And then the Mm -hmm. last thing I wanted to share in this particular chapter as we're going into identifying the strategy is that we need to recognize that our kids are part of a team. We talk about team parenting as a team, but also being a team as a family. And that is a huge family culture thing. Is your family a team? Are you and your spouse a team? And do your kids see you being a team? Do they see you as a team supporting one another? These are all really important, pivotal questions. In Romans chapter 12, verse three, it continues on. And it says, for by the grace given to me, I say to everyone." Among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. So each of us have been assigned a different measure of faith. Mm -hmm. Okay, and for in as in one body we have many members. And the members do not all have the same function. So we, though many are one in the body of Christ and individually members of it, having gifts differing according to the grace given us, let us use them. I bring that up because our families, we talk about this um, in the Parenting Mentor Program more in depth, but our family is an image bearer of the body of Christ. Just Mm -hmm. as our marriage is an image bearer of the relationship Mm -hmm. between Jesus Christ and his bride, the church. Mm-hmm. And so our family, your family is like a mini body of Christ. Mm-hmm. It's a place where your kids are going to learn how to use their spiritual gifts. It's where they're going to make their faith their own. It's where they're going to start practicing, serving, helping, mm-hmm. administration, um, worshiping, teaching even. They're literally like all of these things, these gifts that God gives as your kids start walking with Jesus. And we pray that they start walking and knowing him at an early age, because that is not something that is far off for your child. God can do anything. Jesus was sitting with the little children and said, "Let, let the little children come unto me. A little boy gave fish And loaves of bread that then Jesus turned into a miracle and fed 5,000 people. Your kids can be used. They they should believe that. We need to speak that life into them and recognizing that there are many members of our family and they all have different functions. So when you're thinking about your family culture this summer, even think like, how can I encourage my child spiritually to be... Knowing their spiritual gifts, especially as they are getting older, like the, we were talking about things like obedience and these these things with like little kids, but an example of when your kids start getting older and you start mm-hmm. having teens is you want to be calling out the gifts in them, right? Amen. As they are serving and stuff.
0: Under, identify strategy. So good. Uh, make sure you have alignment as a married couple. It is super important to remember, we were talking about words and we we're talking about again, mm-hmm. how do you influence change? Well- prayer, including God, right? Of Mm -hmm. course. Mm -hmm. So you want to pray about this as you're deciding things. Decisions is the next. You pray the decisions you make as leaders and what comes out of your mouth. Can you think of any more? Okay. Prayer, the decisions you make, what comes out of your mouth. I like to keep things real simple. So if we can upgrade and change some of the things that comes out of your mouth, that's a big deal. And if we can look at this and make some better decisions this summer because of what we've realized going through this exercise, that's another amazing thing. And then if we can pray about the change we seek, now God has honed in on our desires of our heart, which he listens to. So now you have a powerful equation Mm. for change. And you get aligned together as a married couple, and you implement and you hold each other accountable, you encourage each other. You say, great job. I noticed you did this when you're talking about this. Mm -hmm. And you encourage each other and spur each other on. That is so important as your strategy. So prayer, it's upgrade your words and upgrade your decisions this summer that align with the change you're seeking. And so the words, new vocabulary, we naturally say what we say. We're so accustomed to our key mm-hmm. sentences and our reactions and our rhythms of communication between each other in a family, it's so ingrained, it's so hard to change. But you just change a few little things in that system, it makes a massive difference. And so distill down what I would call levers. When you have a lever, like a crowbar, mm-hmm. and now you're able to move Far more weight than just trying to lift something with your hands. That's what these key phrases are. So think about uh, a sentence that's very short and memorable that kids can remember eagles, Mm -hmm. not seagulls. Right? A lot of thought
1: fullness went into into that. that,
0: Okay. It's not simple. Mm -hmm. And I just, we thought about these things together and Mm -hmm. brainstormed and it's so important to do that. And once you've distilled it down to, it could just be one thing. One of our, Angie came up with a great one was just generosity. It actually had one of the biggest impacts in our family Mm -hmm. out of anything we've done in this regard. And so I just think it doesn't have to be a pithy statement. It can be one, uh, just one word like that. Mm-hmm. And so come up with those that hit most, as many as you possibly can. You, one to three of these things, two to three, I think is ideal. And then you kind of have, if you want, um, yeah, I think that's enough. But I think it's important to have vision, to be able to do this well. And right now, you don't have to have vision for the next 10 years. We're talking about vision for the fall. Mm-hmm. Everybody can do that. just
1: vision for like... What, what are you going to do in the next 12 weeks and what is it going to – what is your family culture going to look like at the end of that? Yeah. Like just that simple. Um, and, you know, communicating – Isaac was talking about how important it is that as a married couple, you have this meeting and you're like communicating and you're in alignment together first and you're deciding these things. You're evaluating what is and what you want right? For the future. Um, And when you're evaluating these things, you also want to evaluate like what things have happened in your past or when you were a kid growing up that you have been negatively impacting you, right? Mm -hmm. And communicate that with one another and hold each other accountable and be willing to speak into each other's lives and, and, and try to love one another well. And as you're doing that, you'll start to find out like what is your family culture when you put you two together, Right. Which is going to be slightly different than what ours is. And that's a good thing. And recognizing that after you have that meeting together, then you're going to do the exact same thing in having a family meeting. Right.
0: Yeah, initiate that family meeting, pray together beforehand, and you just talk about, um, it should be a real upbeat, visionary kind of meeting where we're not talking about this big list of things to improve. Mm -hmm. I would never come to a meeting with just a big list of things Mm -mm. to improve. Instead, I would come with excitement about uh, the idea that together you can bring more glory to God, that Mm -hmm. our family can be a light of Christ to the community we're in, Mm -hmm. and that we can all... Grow in maturity in how we interact with each other, our attitudes, Mm -hmm. and live more in a peaceful home, and give some positive goals versus talk about all the things that we don't like.
1: Right, exactly. I think that's so good to remember that as leaders, you don't want to come down heavy on your kids with this. This should be a fun thing that you know when you're creating vision for new change. Mm -hmm. You you know it's not always going to be fun. There's going to be some hard, but Instead, maybe say, hey, guys, this summer is going to be awesome because we're going to grow closer as a family Mm. and we're going to go closer as a family by how we work together, but also by how we play together.
0: And by the way, you might decide instead of renting hotel rooms or a beautiful uh, Airbnb house that you you get this one room cabin in the woods and it's because you're. Desire is to grow closer together.
1: That's right. Or maybe instead of flying and getting hotels, maybe you rent an RV or you get a trailer and you drive together and you're in closer quarters, right? Like there's so many things that you could choose to do differently that are going to potentially create closer relationships because you're together longer. I just have to share with you for a brief second about our RV trip that we had. um It was about four years ago now. We do an RV trip every summer with our kids now. Um, And it's usually between, you know, three weeks and six, seven, eight weeks long now. But we did this three-month RV trip where we saw about 43 states in the United States in those three months. I was pregnant with Eli, who is our eighth. And we had all seven of the kids. It was just before Kelsey went off to college. And we were squished into our RV that we've had for a long time. But you guys, listen, that literally brought our family so much closer simply because we were in closer quarters. Mm -hmm. It was undistracted time where we were really focused on building relationships. And when conflict arose, because it did, because we were in like how many square feet, all of us? Uh-huh. I don't even know. Um, it, you have to deal with it right then yeah. and there. And that's one of the good boot camp parts of it. But did we have fun on that trip? Oh, yeah, we had fun. We so did. that's just one example of how like it can be hard, but good and fun. All mixed way, into one thing.
0: Not easy on us. I was working full time. I would go to coffee shops in the yeah. day. Angie would take them with the van. We yep. had a van with us as well. And she was souped. Pregnant, super pregnant.
1: Yeah, I was in my third trimester. We got home a month before the baby was born. And... I would take the kids out and do all of the big fun things. And then we'd pick up Isaac after work and he'd join us and we'd do some other stuff. Um, and I would
0: drive at night so I could work the next morning. Oh man. Like it was, yeah. a, it was a marathon for the parents. For it a few was, months. it was
1: a lot of work. I mean, a, a lot of the parenting during the day was just me with the kids. Cause Isaac was working um, or we were driving and then stopping and he'd work. And so, but there are things that you can work out. The point is, is, you know, you guys sometimes making that hard sacrifice mm-hmm. is really what is best for your family and best for your kids. Um, sometimes pulling away from your current culture outside your family is super healthy and can help recalibrate. I would say um, that's
0: always help healthy, no matter how good your, your community, community is. is. Yeah. It is very important to get undivided attention just with your kids for mm-hmm. a couple weeks, a week. A month if you can. Whatever
1: you can. Yeah. Um, I know that for us, it was a very pivotal time for us to just make sure that we had our children's hearts mm-hmm. and that we were continuing to build and have deep conversations because we weren't distracted by all the things, right? Yeah. And we were really focused on them and you know there are different seasons when you can or cannot do that that's not going to be a make it or break it for building a new culture if you don't aren't able to do something like that this summer you can still rebuild a new family culture simply by doing the steps that we have talked about your
0: words are the most powerful thing here and prayer I would say prayer is the most powerful right. but other than what God's gonna do mm-hmm. your words are are so important. It isn't crucial.
1: Yeah. In fact, that reminds us of the last verse that we're going to share with you guys today. It's in Habakkuk Habakkuk chapter two. This is a time when um, this is an oracle of Habakkuk, the prophet, and he is um, kind of speaking to the Lord here in verse one. It says, I'll take my stand at my watch post and station myself on the tower and look out to see what he will say to me. He's talking about God. Like, what is he going to say to me? And what I will answer concerning my complaint. So he's complaining, right? And the Lord answered me write the vision, make it plain on tablets so he may run. Who reads it? And, you know, it's interesting about this passage of Scripture, the reason why we're bringing this up is because sometimes writing things down or making it very clear, whether it's on a dry erase board or just very clear, simple words, like Isaac said, generosity, right? Like, with especially with little kids, that works super good, right? But why did God do this? specifically. He is telling, the Lord answered him and said, write the vision, make it plain on tablets. Where else have we heard this? God also told Moses to write the 10 commandments on tablets. Why would God do this multiple times in scripture? Because he designed and created us and he knows best how we learn. And he knows that we need to be reminded. Even as adults, we need to be reminded of that culture. When you're on week three of the summer, You need to be reminded that I am leaving a new family legacy and we can keep doing this. And, but in the midst of it, you've, if you have it written down or you have it somewhere to remind you when things start getting hard, that is going to be the make it or break it moments.
0: Here, leaders usually don't underestimate, they underestimate their influence. Parents underestimate their influence. And why I understand it is because kids don't always listen. And kids aren't always paying attention. And sometimes we say things and it seems like it doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. But what you say has so much influence. It is huge, the words out of your mouth. And mm-hmm. if you craft some new words and bring some meaning to it, it's not like I say eagles versus eagles and it changes everything. No, it's the meaning that was brought to that. It's mm-hmm. the understanding behind that, mm-hmm. that where, hey, remember, be an eagle they understand, okay, I am to lead. Mm-hmm. I'm not just to join in whatever the masses are doing and I'm to yep. help and bring people along mm-hmm. and, and share Not the news. to
1: compromise that yeah. sometimes being an equal is that you are, it can be lonely at times. And sometimes-
0: But that's because of the meaning we brought to it, right?
1: Exactly, yeah. And the kids need to be reminded of that and they need to see you walking in it yourself also because then it's- there's closeness that happens when you're living out something like eagles versus seagulls, right? Which I would say we both have experienced that a lot in our life. And then to be teaching that to our children and watching them make the hard choices and stand up for righteousness when other people are falling away or they're choosing the wrong thing or they're falling into the temptation of sin. I am proud that my children are standing strong or choosing to have healthy boundaries that are that they're going to. Um, and keep in part and that's part of
0: the reason why we made the things we made be resolute, stand firm hats and these different things. Or it's mugs, not yeah. obviously it supports the ministry, but mm-hmm. the bigger reason we started coming out with merch is that it reminds you as a parent. Mm-hmm. It reminds you, okay, to stand firm. You can right. even make those your part of your family culture if it fits the things that you need help with. That's right. And so I think that's so important. We get messages back, you know, oh, it reminds me to stand firm or be mm-hmm. resolute, unwavering about my decisions. I want to just read that
1: verse that's on your mug here. It's First Corinthians. 16 13 and 14 it says be watchful stand firm in the faith act like men be strong let all that you do be done in love
0: Yeah that last part be done in love is key for us dads it's so important sometimes people just quote the first part mm-hmm. uh, that whole part needs to go together all that you be do, you do be done in love that's mm-hmm. so important so hey the final thing is to commit commit once you come up with your few sentences mm-hmm. statements commit a lot of people say they commit but they don't stay the course why because they're looking for feedback mm-hmm. if you're a leader looking for positive feedback for something you're you came up with to influence against the natural negative behavior of humanity good luck ever following through with anything mm-hmm. I once, I have several times, actually, when I would speak in front of the business world, i go, raise your hand in front of leaders. I'd have like 500 or 1,000 leaders in front of me. I go, raise your hand if you've carefully crafted statements to influence the behavior, the overall culture, actually, of your organization, and you never stopped talking about them at the right time, weaving them into things for one year. And nobody, zero, ever raised their hand. And... I don't say that to discourage you, but I do say that to say that it's not easy mm-hmm. because you're going to go, well, does it really make sense? Is it really, is it really going to work? It's going to work over a long period of time. We're not giving you a quick fix here, but we are giving you a permanent transformation mm-hmm. idea, concept over a long it's period something of time. That
1: we personally have lived out on a regular basis a few times a year where we just evaluate and we go, hey, kids boom, this is, this is going to be exciting. And you know what? I cannot tell you how much just doing this process together when we do our visioneering dates is literally the most fun that I have. I, they're my favorite dates. I think they're Isaac's favorite mm-hmm. dates too. And when we are able to work as a team and implement and see the fruit, that's what makes it all worth it. So as you're committing to what you are specifically wanting to see changed in your family and you're in alignment with your spouse, I wanna encourage you guys to be praying together, yeah. but I also wanna encourage you to think about if there's someone outside of your marriage that you could each go to and ask for either accountability and if there's something that you need to change in order for your family culture to change, right? But if you could also have someone that you could just say, hey, I'm, I'm really wanting to see this change over the summer and I'm I'm making a commitment to really work hard at this will you be praying for me I think that this is literally a game changer. That's why we're ending this podcast on this concept. You need strong Bible-believing Christians running the race that Mm -hmm. are parenting beside you that want God's best for you. Not Mm -hmm. that are gonna be competitive, not that are gonna be laissez-faire parents, but they're gonna be intentional, proactive, biblical parents who want what's best for themselves and want what's best for you and understand that what is best is God's best and is God's way.
0: Amen. Creating change is never easy, but it's always worth it.
1: See you next time. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. For more resources, go to Parenting and CourageousMom.com for free online workshops, blog posts, and best-selling courses. Also, we wanted to quickly tell you about our six-week online parenting mentor program. Isaac and I created a powerful biblical curriculum. Here's how it works. Each week, we release a video with a downloadable parenting packet to make it easy for you to incorporate those teachings directly into your parenting.
0: This is an incredible self-paced program where we cover everything from obedience training to overcoming mistakes most Christians are making. But more than that, it's a supportive community. You'll have access to our private online group, live webcasts, and the Courageous Parenting text message line, where Angie and I can send you weekly encouragements straight to your phone.
1: If you're interested in joining our next online parenting mentor program, secure your spot now at CourageousParenting.com.
0: That's CourageousParenting.com.